It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, gang, let's get back into your questions and comments. Uh, This is my favorite part. Thanks, you guys, so much for being here. Joining us on this Friday afternoon, aloha, and I hope you're not too cold. I'm not too cold, Jeff. Did you know that it's a, you know, nice and sunny? Oh, stop it. We got, like, we got snow on the ground. I don't want to hear about what Hawaii looks like. All right. (laughs) And also, I've seen some takes on Twitter, and a friend friend of ours, I know you haven't, you haven't met Austin Elmore, but I know you that you know him, and we work with him on InsideTheReds.com. He had mentioned his uh, affinity for winter weather over summer weather, and uh, you can just get out of here with that. That's that's a horrible take. It's it's summer weather all day because well, you play baseball in summer weather, so why would I like anything else? Let's go to this, Jeff. Uh, how do we? This is from Femboy Gaming. How do we think the press will treat the Reds in 2024? He goes on to say, I feel like CES is going to uh, constantly be compared to prime Joey Votto and the press will be against the team because it's not a big market. So this is a two part question, actually, or a two two answer question, because there's national press, national media, local press, local media. From the local standpoint, there will probably be some comparisons between CES and Joey. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a whole lot. And I think the local media will cover this team how they've always covered this team. There won't be any real changes or any unfair coverage from a local standpoint. Nationally, I will say for the most part, I have been very pleasantly surprised with how the national media has started to pay attention to this team in Cincinnati. I think all of these young players made enough noise in 2023 that they got on everybody's radar. I think they will be a fun side story follow. They're never going to get talked about like the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Dodgers. They're never going to give be given that kind of love from MLB Network or ESPN or any of the big heavy national hitters. Uh, but they are going to be what they will consider a fun side story until they look up and find that this team has won the division and is making a playoff run. And then they'll treat them a little bit more seriously. But that's how I expect the the national media coverage to go there's and there's kind of an industry answer for this um from the from the national press kind of point of view they have a ranking of the biggest fan bases it's the same way with football same way with basketball there's a reason 
that we hear ad nauseum about the Lakers and about the Cowboys and about these teams that they aren't who they used to be, but it's because their fan bases are the largest and they're going to get the largest response, the largest group of responses when they talk about those teams. It's the same with the Yankees, same with the Dodgers, same with the, you know, even the Cardinals have a, a really big fan base. So they're going to talk about those teams the most. Just get ready for it because the Reds are going to force their way into the narrative. They're going to force their way into the rundowns of, of national shows and things like that. But they're going to be talked about as why aren't the Yankees doing this? Why can't the Cardinals catch these guys? Why have the Dodgers spent as much money to do exactly what the Reds are doing? Like things like that. It's going to be in the guise of why is this small market team doing what this big market team is doing? Or in the case of the New York Mets, why are the Reds better than the Mets and the Mets have all this money? There's, there's so much that's going to be reported about this team in the national light that is geared more toward larger fan bases. That's that's always going to be the way of it because as much as we think that Reds country is all of America, it's not necessarily as big as, you know, Yankees country and all that other stuff, all those people that count the championships and things like that. I, I think at the end of the day, this team is going to show everyone why they should be covered so much. And that in and of itself is an even better mark of respect than how much coverage that they give those bigger teams. Because when you're a small market team and you force yourself into that conversation, it just shows how good you really are. Let's go to this, Jeff. We haven't talked about this, and I don't know if you're ready to talk about this, but you old white dude asks if we've discussed the Amazon Diamond Sports Partnership. Uh, says it seems like we still watch locally for the foreseeable future. It, it is a complicated mess to untangle but the best read i have on it so far jeff and if you understand it differently let's let's talk about it but my best understanding is this impacts the cincinnati reds not at all uh, it looks like this deal is going to be for amazon prime to stream games in the markets that lost their bally sports channel lost their bally sports broadcasts the Reds currently are not one of those markets. They have a large ownership share in Bally Sports Ohio. They are going to continue to broadcast the way they've always broadcast. This deal doesn't impact the country as a whole. It doesn't change blackouts. It doesn't change any of the rules that are currently in place. Correct. Uh, the most recent thing that I have seen is um, that the Reds are not one of the teams who will be shown on Amazon Prime, which is a bummer. Because I'm I'm one of those people that's you know done the whole cord cutting thing and trying to work my way around so that I can watch every game. Um, I really hate the idea of just buying cable just to watch the Reds, but that's kind of where we are still at this year. And, and until we hear any different, that's kind of what we are reporting, what we're talking about with this Amazon deal. Um, I do think that it's a harbinger, and I felt like I said this last year, so. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll have another harbinger next year of, hey, maybe next year we'll be able to to watch it on streaming. But yeah, as of right now, I don't think anything's changed for Reds fans. I'm going to use Kerry's question to tease again that Lucas Sims is coming out of the bullpen to be on the show on Monday. But Kerry asks if we can try and get Brent Suter on. 
uh, and have him discuss and do all of the things that, that Suter does. Um, we're working on it, guys. Um, we're meeting with team executives. We are trying to strengthen what we do for you because we know that's what you want. So it's a work in progress. I can't make any guarantees, but we are definitely working behind the scenes to bring more and more Reds content to you, more players, more coaches, more former players. Uh, we're reaching out to anybody and everybody to make that happen for y'all. So rest assured, we are trying. I have to ask Lucas about that. I think I hear that he and uh, Brent are pretty close. They got in close because Brent has uh, has participated in the local uh, Miracle League banquets and things like that, and he's helped out with the Nuxall Miracle League. And uh, so they've they've become close, even though this is just going to be the first year that they're actually teammates. All right, Jeff. Let's go to this because it's one of your favorite questions of all time. Russell wants to know over under on number of games, a winning streak will be in 2024. He's setting the over under at seven and a half. So will there be an eight game winning streak in 2024? What would you do, Jeff? So this is interesting because last year when they went on the amazing streak that they had, I went back and I looked it up since the year 2000. I went back that far. They've had a 10-game win streak in in a season only like twice other than last year. I think, I think it was just a total of three times in the last 23 seasons. So it's not a given. Like you, you think, well, the team won, you know, had that amazing streak last year. They're just going to do it again, right? Obviously, that's not always the case, but shocker, I'm going to take the over. <laughs> i i also at seven and a half i will take the over i think they will squeeze out at least one eight game winning streak in 2024 i see that happening i see it's so I see deep that. man yes yeah. it's, it's it's so deep like if someone is going to go on a slump there's going to be somebody that can step in now they're not like two to three deep at every position but there's a lot of different spots like god forbid ellie doesn't take the step that we see him taking they can shuffle the infield around a little bit and still have a really strong lineup and give him some rest or, you know, give him some time to figure it out. They they can move the rotation around a little bit. If somebody gets hurt, they can move the bullpen around a little bit. If somebody gets hurt, Nick crawl has built a really good system here. And I think that because of that and the fact that they won, they, they put together their amazing win streak last year, the way that they did without pitching. And now they have pitching. I definitely think they could at least they could at least rattle off eight, nine, or even ten wins. The old white dude follows up with he was under the impression that this still affects the entire Valley Sports company as a whole. It does. Amazon bought a minority stake in the entire company. However, the only broadcast rights they're able to transition to the streaming platform are from the markets that lost their deals with the teams. So uh, again, it's very limited in the scope of the broadcasting, uh, but Amazon did buy into the company as a whole. And that is important. I, I want to, I want to say that is important because not very far from now, maybe even as early as 2025, there's going to be a complete restructure about how we get our baseball content. Major league baseball is actively working on this behind the scenes and there could be a, a shift. And so I think Amazon is kind of reading the tea leaves a little bit and hoping that by doing this now, they position themselves later to be the streamer for major league baseball. So uh, stay tuned on that front. And I agree with Greg. He doesn't care who broadcasts the games. We cannot lose John Sadak. I uh, love John Sadak. Uh, such a great get 
for the Reds to have him on the TV play by play. And I completely agree, Greg, a uh, friend of the show, personal friend to Jeff and I, John Sadak. Um, he's been great to us. He's been great for the city and he's been, he's been great for the broadcasts. Shout out to who, whoever mentioned the Reds fest earlier on or uh, Reds caravan earlier on uh, that begins. I know on Monday they have a stop in Hamilton and I'm going to do everything I can to be there. And John Sadak is going to be there as well. So looking forward to saying hi to John. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. According to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs, more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed. All right, just some checks in. MLB Network voted the Brewers and the Mets over the Reds, who they picked ninth, in the title droughts most likely to end next list. Uh, Brewers and Mets over the Reds. Uh, The Brewers aren't even going to be over the Reds in the division. I don't know where this stuff comes from. Again, the MLB Network needs to slow their roll, Jeff. Um, uh, Mets? The Mets don't know if they're coming or going. And I'm a little interested to see the Met on a very on a much more passive scale than where the Brewers are, because you and I are both under the impression that the Brewers are primed to blow it up this year. I don't think that the Mets are primed to blow it up, but the Mets have a big decision to make this year regarding Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo's in the last year of his deal, and he kind of had a rough year last year, still had over 100 RBIs. But I mean, compared to what Pete Alonso, I mean, he's usually MVP candidate. He wasn't last year. So there's a little bit of wonder. Are they going to pay him? Are they going to trade him? If they trade him, who else do they trade? Like things like that. They've got enough money that they don't have to worry about the idea of a rebuild. But there's something about the Mets that it's just not going to work out. And that is not coming from me. That is coming from friends of mine who are Mets fans that keep telling me that. Cause like whenever they had the highest payroll ever last year, I was like, wow, you guys must be pretty excited. They're like they're going to find a way to mess this up. That's the Mets. They always mess this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's go to this from Calvin, because I'm kind of curious about this as well. What do you think will be the updated team moniker and home run celebration? He loved the for the he would love for them to bring back America's team, but maybe an update to the Viking celebration. Uh, do you want to run back the Viking celebration, Jeff, one more year, or do they need I, to do something new? I think let's read the tea leaves a little bit on the Viking celebration because it came from Jake Fraley, mm-hmm. and what Jake Fraley is going through right now, what his family is going through right now, I don't see any way that they change that. I think that the Viking celebration is is here for at least another year. And I'm okay with that because I kind of love the Viking celebration. Um, I don't necessarily believe that that needs to change. What was the other part of that? The, the other Viking part of that I'll, I'll take and then you can jump in. Yeah. Um, America's team. No, yeah. let's get rid of that. I don't want to use that. I don't want to be associated with that because that is a created egotistical inflated head balloon self-important statement that was created by the Dallas Cowboys. I want that to get as far away from the Cincinnati Reds as possible. Um, I don't want to be associated with the the classic choke in the playoffs team. Uh, and if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, I am coming at you right now. Yes, I am. Uh, so let's get rid of America's team. Let's come up with something else. Uh, but I am all in on keeping the Viking celebration. I liked it. Um, I, I, I thought it was fun. 
I thought it was uh, led for great pictures. I thought that it made just the right amount of grumpy old men shot at clouds. It did all the things I needed for it to do. Do we do we call it choke when you give up 48 points at home to the last seed in the playoffs? Yeah. Or is it just bad? Anyway, uh, sorry. Yeah. If there's any Cowboys fans out there, I just had to say that. We've been talking about Cowboys for a while on Lockdown Sports today, and it's just like, golly, I feel for their fans, man. That that just makes no sense. And then they run it back with their coach, and it sounds like they're just going to keep everything status quo. Love Ooh. Jerry. Good, Jerry's doing a great job down did, there. Did, wait, Jerry's did did Mike move to Dallas? Did did Mike Brown move to Dallas? <laughs> Shots fired, folks. All right, back well, to baseball. Katie's running the Katie's running the Bengals. We know that. That's true. <laughs> back to baseball. Andy asks: Are the Reds a wild card team or a division winner? Our thoughts. I think they're a division winner, um, and I also am not sure a wild card team will come out of the Central in 2024. So I think uh, I think division winner or bust may be the answer. Yeah, I I think that that I don't know, I don't know or bust because I got a hot take. I think the Reds are making the playoffs one way or the other. I think that they're either winning the division or they're going to be a wild card team. They're going to be one of those teams that are up there, and then whoever, if someone is keeping up with them neck and neck, most likely the Cubs, then that team could possibly win the division, and then the Reds get the wild card. But I think that the Reds are making the playoffs. Like I'm, I'm almost certain that i'm marking off october that i'm going to get baseball on my birthday and i'm going to be super happy about it because the only reason that i ever get reds baseball on my birthday is if they make the playoffs <laughs> that's true <laughs> there's been like a couple of years that the regular season like extended though october 3rd and i was like this is weird i, I don't normally go to the ballpark on my birthday this is fun i feel like I a leap year baby <laughs> I always go to the ballpark on my birthday, Jeff. Um, yeah, as you know, because you've been there. Summer, I got a summer birthday and I live in Hawaii. My name's Steve Offenbaker. Hi. <laughs> Luke says, does not making a trade for an ace like Bieber in the offseason make a deadline deal more costly, assuming the Reds are in the playoff hunt? Um, I don't know that that's necessarily true. I, I think that I think that the pitching market is always costly. And to answer this, really, I mean Look at what Minnesota gave up for Tyler Malley. Look at what Seattle gave up for Luis Castillo. That's the market to go get what you believe will be an arm to, to bolster your rotation to make a playoff push. Um, I, we may be seeing the end of, of starting pitcher trade deals, and it may just become offseason free agent deals and build from within. Uh, unless, you, unless you're willing to mortgage your entire, you know, future to make an all-in push for a one-time win um i don't know that the reds will ever be willing to do that it, it seems to me the asking prices are going to be just as high they won't be less and nick crawl has shown he's really not willing to pay those kind of prices in prospect capital for one guy for a, a rental so uh, i'm not sure we're going to trade for a starting pitcher you want to you want to start the start the tired narrative now Best trade deadline acquisition the Reds can make is Rhett Louder. You know, the, the pitcher in the yeah, organization right. that they Chase can just Chase Petty, Chase Petty, Connor Phillips. Yeah. Um, no, I don't I don't think they trade for a starting pitcher at the deadline. I, I do think that it makes it a little bit more expensive at the deadline, although you would get a guy like Shane Bieber with less than one year left on his deal. So you might be able to swing uh, a, a better 
trade package for the Reds, but I also think that the Reds are going to have so much flexibility at this trade deadline. Plus, with all of the young talent that they have at the starting pitcher position, they're not going to necessarily have to go for that, or they could go for the middle of the rotation guy that is on an expiring deal or something like that, and then send, you know, trade a lesser package for that kind of guy. I don't think that we're seeing him go for Dylan Cease. I think that, uh, what, what's his name? I was trying to remember it. Chris Getz, the White Sox general manager, is uh, in Delusionville as to what he's asking for Dylan Cease. Somebody might pay that. It's not going to be the Reds. Um, and then I think that the Guardians understood they weren't getting what they wanted for Shane Bieber, so they're going to attach the closer to it so that nobody can meet that asking price, and the Shane Bieber wasn't going to get traded before the season started. So I, I just I don't see the Reds making a trade for a big starting pitcher between now and the, start, and the trade deadline. If they add any more starting pitchers, it's going to be a middle-of-the-rotation type dude. <laughs> there's okay a couple things uh for you folks asking about having john on uh there's a whole little stretch of comments about having john on i just took a picture of it and i'm texting it to him so we'll get it we'll, we'll get it lined up we'll have john on uh scott i love this in 2024 this is from scott campbell in 2024 the mets have to get past the braves and the phillies and fight off the marlins the reds have to make sure their shoelaces are tied let's go red <laughs> i love it yes uh, the National League Central is, in fact, much more winnable than the National League East uh, at there's this point, not a, or the National League West. There's not a single team in the West or the East that doesn't wish they were in the Central because the moves that have been made in the Central are all pointing to the Reds being the best team because the Cubs haven't gone out and spent like we thought they would. And there's still time to do it, but, I mean, we're kind of getting into the late portion of the offseason and the biggest rumors that I've heard surrounding the Cubs here recently are that they're going to bring back Cody Bellinger, which don't get me wrong. Their lineup was strong with Cody Bellinger, but it's not as if they're getting better. They're just getting back to where they were. Shoto Imanaga replaces uh, Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman went to New York. And then who else have they added? They haven't added anybody. So the Cubs haven't gotten better. The Cardinals did what they could just to get back to the middle of the pack of the division. And yes, I mean, back to the middle of the pack of the NL Central, not the middle of the pack of the other stronger divisions. So I still think that it's the, this is the Reds division. Like, I know that we talk a lot about the Reds, you and I, because we're here every day, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. But that's not to say that I've, I've just repeated it enough to believe it. I firmly believe this before I repeated it. The Reds should be the favorites in this division. 100%. I, I absolutely agree along the lines of the division talk. And we just talked about this with Chuck over at locked on brewers, <laughs> which division rival would you least like Joey Votto to join? And this is, this is the stinking St. Louis Cardinals would just, yeah. I could not. And I know I throw up. I, I throw no, up Cardinals. I couldn't, couldn't stand it after the Cardinal, uh, the, after the Cardinals, the Cubs after the Cubs. No. Yeah. Least likely. So, Cardinals, then the Cubs, then the Brewers. And if he had to play in the division, uh, because there's a tradition of it, the Pirates should be where he goes. I I uh, got trolled by Ethan. I believe it was on Discord, on our Locked On Hosts Discord uh, that we have. And he, it wasn't a Photoshop. It was like a badly Photoshop thing of, of Joey in a Pirates uniform. And I was just like, they're not going to do that. 
the pirates don't know what to do with free agents. They don't know how to contact free agents. Like show me, show me some sort of evidence that the pirates know what free agency is because they're not doing anything. This from Doug. He would be shocked if Minnesota ever takes a phone call from the 513 area code again. This in regards to the Tyler Malley trade. You know, that's probably true. That could definitely, uh, that probably that's, definitely left a, a, a bad, a bad experience all the way around in, in Minnesota and, and nothing against Tyler Malley. I, I, I hope that he comes off his injury and, and is able to put together uh, a lot of productive years in major league baseball. Cause uh, he was a good dude when we had him current texas ranger now yeah um i don't know that it's the exact same thing because the reds traded what they believed was a old 30 frank robinson for somebody but i think that this is going to be in the same vein of like worst trades that a franchise has ever made like the the twins are going to look back on this trade and be like huh what could have been ces and spencer steer and instead we got three starts from tyler malley <laughs> our buddy ken checks in jeff and says he's never had baseball for his january birthday and i'm translating this to say that he's taking you and i on a trip to see some winter league baseball somewhere next january yeah got to go down to a tropical country there i, I wouldn't hate that <laughs> let's let's jump in on this dave brown we talked about this kind of at the beginning just in passing but hater to the astros five years 95 million that's a lot of money jeffrey that's a, I mean, what is that? Um, 15. Oh, math. No. Watch Jeff do math. Everybody let's yeah. wait for him. Wait, wait, 15 wait. million. No, wait, there we go. 19 million. <laughs> <laughs> 19 Ooh, million a year. Oh my goodness. Hey, Hey, I went to school in Kentucky as well. Um, but 19 million a year for your closer. That's the, the reds would never do that. Um, the Reds kind of have those spinning philosophies. It's funny to like see the different professional teams because I know our, our friends over at Locked On Bengals, James and Jake, have talked about this a lot. Where you know the Bengals don't pay tight ends and the Bengals don't pay guards and things like that. Like the Reds are never going to pay that much for a closer. I don't unless inflation gets to the point that that's what it dictates they have to pay. But Josh Hader was wanting an Edwin Diaz type deal. Mm-hmm. He actually got less than Edwin Diaz got, but that's not something that the Reds are like when Alexis Diaz garners that kind of deal, we're going to be talking about trading as much as I hate to say that. Cause I love Alexis Diaz, but the, the natural order of things are the Reds look for other relief options. Once a guy gets that expensive, Jeff way back in the cold open of this show, I did mention that we were going to discuss who had the best question or comment of the show and Doug says Scott wins the best comment of Aloha Friday with the shoelaces <laughs> comment and yes Great. Scott you win the title for today I, I should have said it at the time uh yes that was really really good uh this from Calvin has there been any updates on the Reds training staff or not uh the staff can only do so much, but the Reds need to cut down on the number of injuries throughout the year. That would be great. Um, I have not heard of any wholesale overhauls of the training staff. Uh, what I did hear last year from sources within the team is that there was some disgruntled folks around the injury results. And this came on the heels of an overhaul to the training staff just a few short years back. So, there's not been any leaks from within the team about what they're doing to address this. I think everybody recognized that there were a couple really bad years there 
of injuries for the Reds. Some of that's just how it's going to go. Uh, there's always going to be injuries. You're right. Uh, but I hope that the Reds have at least taken a long, hard look at this and put some new procedures, new methods in place to try and limit it. Uh, 2023 was better than 2022. So uh, hopefully they are moving in the right direction. Yeah, and that's that's one of those that I don't necessarily know they make super public whenever they make some uh, changes in the training staff area. We'll keep you guys surprised if we hear anything, but as of right now, I've not heard of any changes. Mr. E asks, TJ Friedel, 19 bunts again? Listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If, if other teams can't defend it, and if you can get to first base before the ball, you do what you got to do to get on base. I like the element of chaos that the bunting brought to the game. I like that uh, TJ was smart about it when he did it. So if defenses don't adjust, yeah, he should continue to lay it down from time to time and, and create the chaos. If he is healthy all year long, plays 162 games, does he go 20-20-20? 20 homers, 20 steals, 20 bunts, <laughs> 20 if, bunt hits. If, if hits. last, listen, yeah, that, you know, if last season was not an outlier, if that was the real TJ Friedel and he's healthy the whole season, you're right. And I am going to ask Joel because I can't find, I won't be able to find that. I'm going to ask Joel if that's ever happened before. 2020, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Cause usually a 20 homer guy is not trying to bunt. To get on no. base. Right. And, and speaking of that, great. I love it when you segue and you don't even know it. Carrie asks, or Carrie says, I want to see Ellie bunting some add to his toolbox. Do you want to see Ellie De La Cruz bunting, Jeffrey? I, would, you think? I wouldn't mind it if he sees an opening. There's something about Ellie that I think people discount, and that is that he is a super smart baseball player. He knows the game. He, he has a feel for the game. We just didn't see it enough because he struck out a bunch and he had some bad uh, luck with the balls in play and things like that. I could see him doing it. He's not going to do it anywhere near as much as TJ Friedel. In fact, I recall a couple of times him trying to lay down a bunt last season, but it was in like a desperation move or something like that. So it didn't work out, but I mean, it'd be electric. The idea is get him on base because he does his most damage on base, but he also has just a, a, absolute destruction of worth of a power bat so you don't want to take that out of his hand too often but you know if he has like five bunt hits actually that'd be kind of cool all right let's get to this this will be fun and, and before we move on from that yes if ellie sees an opening and thinks he can drop one down his speed the chaos factor yes all those things you just said david bell should never one time ever ask ellie de la cruz to lay down a butt no it no, no. and totally up to ellie in the moment it should not be a call from the dugout ever and let's take it to the next level those are the only two guys we ever want to see dropping down a bunt and we want yep. it to be of their own accord because they think they can get the first when they lay yep. down that bunt. we're exactly. not advocating for sacrifice bunts whatsoever Lockdown Reds sure, has never I, been an advocate of sacrifice. I feel like hashtag Jeff loves Jim Riggleman. I feel like that's what <laughs> I, I'm hashtag Jeff loves Jig, Jim Riggleman, folks. I want to see that trend on Jig X Rimmelman. today. Jig, Jig, Jig Riggleman. Yeah, Jim <laughs> Riggleman. Jesus. All right, let's go to this. Joseph Gaditza asks, who leads the team in bombs in 2024? He says CES with 35. Hmm. Mm, okay. 
so you took my pick. I would pick CES, but for contrarian's sake, I'm going to say that Will Benson leads Ooh. the team in home runs because he goes off against right handed pitching this year. He did so good in a limited sample size last season could see him leading the team in bombs just because the Reds have a lot of well-rounded line drive hitters. Nobody is actually selling out to hit a home run on this lineup. So while you probably won't see any 40 homer hitters, you're going to see a lot of 20 homer hitters. Like this team is going to be very well-rounded when it comes to power, but you're not going to see anybody that's like, you know, pushing Barry Bonds. 40 home runs from Tyler. No, I'm kidding. I'm not doing that again. Uh, I think CES is the right pick. 35 sounds about <laughs> right. Might be a little high for, I'm not sure. 30 to 35. That feels right, Joseph. I think that's right. I think Joseph got it right. I, I'm, I agree. CES with 35 seems like where we want to be. Yeah. I, Eric. This Sorry, this team's going to hit a lot. Yeah, you're done. You're done talking about home runs, Jeff. Do you believe Matt McLean will put up better overall stats in 2024, or take a slight step back as the pitchers adjust? Uh, that was my bold prediction for 2024: is nobody is going to sophomore slump. Everybody is going to be better in 2024 than they were in 2023, as far as the rookies go. Uh, that being said, I do not think Matt McLean takes a step back. Uh, I think we'll see some. Uh, I think we'll see some adjustments in individual statistical categories that result with the same approximate OPS plus war finish. I, I think that's how I want to say that, Jeff, you know, maybe his slugging goes down a little bit. Maybe his average goes up a little bit. Maybe his on base percentage takes a move a little bit here, but his total over there kind of adjusts so that he finishes in the same or better range of OPS plus and war. I, I definitely see his slugging coming down. I don't think he's a 500 slugger, but it, I don't think it's going to go down gratuitously. Like, I don't think we're, we're talking about barely scraping 400. Um, yeah. 450 sounds about right. And I can see his average coming up a little bit as he kind of figures out how to be that top of the lineup catalyst and, and the guy that really gets everything going. Um, but again, I, 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 I talked about this a little bit in an article and then even on a solo episode the day after we talked about buying and selling small sample sizes is that I do see Matt McClain evening out in some stats and maybe coming up in others so that his overall performance doesn't quite look as different as it did last year. It's just it's going to look a little bit, um, you know, var varied, I think is the word that I'm looking for. He can do it all. I believe that. Well, he's going to be better at stealing bases. Right. I know that for sure. He said he's been working on it. He's going to steal more bases. All right. Let's do this. Um, while Scott Campbell does a victory lap, let's take two more and wrap it up because we have gone well past the one hour mark. Uh, Joseph thinks Tyler Stevenson is going to have a big year. Uh, we haven't really spent a whole lot of time. We've done a little bit, but we haven't spent a whole lot of time talking about Tyler Stevenson and what we expect from him. I really liked what I saw from him the last third of the season last year. I, mm -hmm. I, I truly believe, and we're still trying to work on making a connection with him to get him back on the show this off season, because I want to ask him about this. I truly believe he was still feeling the effects of that clavicle break well into the 2023 season. His swing didn't look right. His throws to second base didn't look right. There was a lot that looked wrong with Tyler Stevenson in 2023. And I think that heading into 2024 now, he's healthy. He's completely healed. 
I liked what he saw. He's catcher number one. None of this first base DH rotational stuff that the Reds tried. He's got his home. He's got his position. He's got his place on the team. I think a big year from Tyler Stevenson is in order. I definitely don't think we're going to see 30 homers from him. I don't think he's going to go crazy on the power. That's that's one thing that we definitely got wrong last year when we were talking about Tyler mm-hmm. Stevenson approach to the plate. Yeah, you specifically. Uh but I do think that he will improve, especially in the batting average area. He is a guy, and, and I, I said this, I think it was last offseason when we were talking about Tyler Stevenson. I still I still hold to this, that I could see his career numbers looking a lot like Sean Casey's. You know, decent RBI yeah. numbers, decent batting average numbers. The power you kind of think could be a little bit more. But when you're a catcher, and if you can hit like Sean Casey, then you're going to be one of the best catchers in the league. And I think that's who he can be, but he was getting really unlucky. It it was the, it was the shoulder that he was dealing with and he was getting really unlucky with batting average on balls in play. The only thing that gives me pause with thinking that he's just going to have this meteoric comeback is that he's never been a big average exit velocity guy. Like the, the hard hit stuff isn't quite there. Like you think it would be, he's very close to league average. So I'm not going to sit here and say that his power numbers are just going to go crazy and he's gonna you know challenge the batting or challenge the home run title or something next year but i do think we're gonna see a much better batting average and a much more productive hitter terry asks if there's any chance either of us are going to spring training this year i don't have a a 2024 trip scheduled per se i always kind of keep my eye on things and if the situation arises where I can jump out there for a long weekend. I may do that. Um, I am definitely in town for opening day. You will see Jeff and I wandering the streets of the banks as is our new tradition. Um, and if you see us, please stop us and say hi and talk baseball because we love talking baseball with you. That's what we do. Um, I know we'll be there for opening day. Uh, I'll be back in June and I'll be back in September. Uh, beyond that, uh, we kind of play it by ear. Jeff, I don't think you're this 2024 is not in the cards for you this year, right? No. And I was kind of hoping it was going to be like last year. I said that it was going to be, but I think we're going to have to push that to next year. It's not, not going to work out this year. All right. Let me look for one more here and then we will call it a day. Jeff, uh, in the meantime, uh, preview our Monday show one more time. Yeah, definitely. We've got Lucas Sims coming up on Monday. We're going to ask him about this offseason, what he has, how his viewpoint has been as someone that's on the roster and someone who's in the bullpen that did get a lot better and was already pretty good last season. Kind of want to get his take on that as well, because there were some numbers that said that the Reds bullpen was good last year. There were some numbers that said that they weren't so good last year and get kind of his take on the thing uh, and a lot more going on. Plus, he just had a second kid. So I'm guessing we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. All right. Here's where we're going to end with one more over under, because I know that it's your jam. Greg asks over under for five guys. He's setting it at five. I'm going to tweak it. Uh, we're going to go four and a half. Four and a half over under number of players with 25 home runs or more in 2024 for the Cincinnati Reds. Four and a half, Jeffrey. Over under. <sighs> That's tough. Because I want to say over, but I think four and a half. I think four. I think there's four guys that hit 25 or more. So I'm going to have to take the under on this one. It's it's wow. really hard to see that many guys hitting more than 25 home runs, but I mean, you definitely see CES doing that. If Ellie takes that next step, like we think we can, he will be one. 
Steer um, maybe. Steer maybe. maybe. Steer feels like a twenty-two to twenty-four guy. Um, Will Benson, I think, can hit more than twenty-five home runs. And then, I think, I think Matt McClain can get to twenty-five. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably. Probably yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm taking the under. I, I Listen, I think this group could get there, but I don't think 2024 is the year. I would take the under this year, and depending on how this goes, ask ask us again for 2025, Greg. I think we're both taking the under. You know, and we're discounting him because we haven't really mentioned him that much when we talk about the lineup, but, I mean, Jammer Candelario does have power and is a line drive hitter. He has the same similar... Hit Carrie is right there with you. This is the comment Carrie just put in the chat. Yep. Carrie, Carrie Reiner knows what's up uh, because he has the same hit profile as Nick Castellanos. And we know what Nick Castellanos did at Great American. I, I think, I think Candelario has got a shot to be a 25 homer guy. I don't know that I'd go so high as 30, but I could see him being that he'll be. Ellie will be the X factor. in if the reds hit the over, if Ellie is the Ellie, we think he could be, I think we could see five guys hitting 25 home runs, but that's going to be there. There's definitely, definitely some ifs in there. So I think I'd oh, have to, if I would put money on it, I'd take the under. All right. Two taking the under that never happens around here. And on that note, that is going to do it for this edition of Locked on Reds, the live Aloha Friday edition. Thanks so much for being here and spending your Friday afternoon with us. Thanks for making us your first listen. Coming up next week, Lucas Sims comes out of the bullpen to talk a little Cincinnati Reds baseball with us. Uh, In the meantime, Jeff, what can folks expect from you and I the rest of the way this offseason? Well, you can expect us to continue to get some guests on here, try and get some players, get some coaches, maybe even get some broadcasters and things like that. They can expect us to be locked in on rumors and murmurings and things going on of possible roster moves that the Reds might have. And you can expect us to be locked on Reds every single day. Best with the mute button, baby. <laughs> hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 